This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. This is the Blitz 1170. Yes, it actually helps if I pay attention to what I'm doing. I brought my headphones over here and put them on. I'm like, I can't hear anything. Then I looked and I realized I hadn't actually plugged them in yet. So, yeah. Here's I lost Brad. I'll be right back. It helps if you uh, actually plug in your cans. <laughs> if you catch my drift here off the top of the program. Welcome in on this Thursday edition. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Matt Hubbard. We have a show for you today where we are just moments away from hitting up the hotline here in just one moment with our first guest of the afternoon, which includes a conversation with Harold Kuntz coming up at 2 o'clock from up in Kansas City where we will check in with Harold and the Kansas City Chiefs. But as we kick off things this afternoon here on the program, the news of the morning, at least around these parts, and I could assume in our next guest's parts as well, is Spencer Sanders and what is finally the completion of the Spencer Sanders saga, at least here in the state of Oklahoma and in the transfer portal, because it was highly debated on where Spencer was going to end up. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting, not putting any pressure on the young man, but just curious as to where his next destination would be. It was uh, thought to be uh, Auburn and Ole Miss in a uh, dead heat, as they say, and Ole Miss ends up coming out on top of this entire process. So thought we'd check back in with Brad Logan, who's a contributor to Inside the Rebels on uh, 247 Sports, also uh, does his own podcast as well, and he's joining us now here on the Blitz 1170. We uh, had Brad on back during the regular season before Tulsa's visit to Ole Miss. Brad, what's going on this afternoon, man? How are you? Man, Jeremy, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on today. No problem. Thank you on such short notice. Because um, I, I, I think a lot of people have questions. Maybe you can help us make a little bit more sense of this. And this has been a topic for the last couple of weeks here. Whenever Spencer decided, and if it was going to be Ole Miss, how ultimately that this ends up shaking out now with three really good quarterbacks that will be in the same quarterback room now for Lane Kiffin. Uh, when, how did all of this start, and how do we get to this place now where Lane has loaded up this QB room? Well, it's an interesting onion to, uh, to pull the layers back, Jeremy, because if you look at this thing from 10,000 feet, is when Walker Howard – well, let, let's go back to the end of the year. First of all, we've now learned that Ken K. Dent, a, a backup quarterback, has entered the transfer portal. That happened yesterday. Uh, but obviously the, the, the second-team quarterback that everyone – knew going into the season last year, of course, was uh, Luke Altmaier has now transferred to Illinois. And all of a sudden, at the end of the year, you're thinking, okay, Ole Miss has one scholarship quarterback. That's the transfer from USC, Jackson Dart. So Ole Miss was expected to go to the portal. Uh, you know, Marcel Reed, a talented quarterback out of Nashville, committed to Ole Miss back in April, flipped to Texas A&M. So all of a sudden now 
not only do you not have a scholarship quarterback, you don't you don't have any high school quarterbacks committed. Uh, so it, it's good, a little bit of a panic time, but not for Lane Kiffin and, and the portal, it appears. So fast forward a little bit, Ole Miss uh, was able to secure a commitment from Walker Howard, who was, of course, behind Doug Nussmeyer over at LSU, who's also behind uh, Jane Daniels, who we've learned will come back for his senior year. So uh, Walker Howard's like, well, I think I can go to Oxford and play. So all of a sudden, you've got Jackson Bartwood play the next two, maybe the next one before he would go to the NFL or graduate or what have you. And then you've got Walker Howard, the talented five-star out of Lafayette, Louisiana, played at St. Moore Academy. So you've got him in the wings. Now all of a sudden they, another, another layer comes out the day after you can enter the transfer portal. I'll get to that in a moment. Spencer Sanders elects to come to Ole Miss. And I can assure you, Jeremy, he's not coming to Oxford to back up Jackson Dart and Walker Howard. He's coming to Oxford to start. So by looking at this, it appears to me it looks like that Lane Kiffin and this staff saw something in Spencer Sanders that maybe they didn't see in Jackson Dart. And I don't think it's an accident that Spencer Sanders announces the day after is the last day you can enter the portal. Mm. So that means Jackson Dart will at least be on campus until May the 1st, until this next transfer portal season opens. So it's so many layers to the onion. At the end of the day, Ole Miss has three very good quarterbacks that there's going to be a quarterback battle in Oxford, and I don't think for any moment that Jackson Dart is given this quarterback spot next fall. I think it's going to be a fight. And now we'll have to see what happens with Jackson Dart going forward. Does he indeed stay for Ole Miss have a three-way battle for that quarterback spot for next season? So how was the feeling with the way that Jackson Dart was operating the offense by the time we got to the end of the year? You know, for me personally, you know, watching every single game and covering this team, I honestly felt, Jeremy, that, that, that Jackson Dart progressed positively throughout the year. Obviously, Lane Kiffin and, and that offensive staff with Charlie Weiss Jr., either they didn't see quite as much development as I did or they just felt like that Spencer Sanders was just too much to turn down. Now, we've seen the numbers. You guys would know more than, than, than all of us in Mississippi that – you know, Sanders' interception numbers was pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he had roughly, what, 800 rushing yards. So he ran that offense really well. Uh, I, I, I'm interested to see what Lane Kiffin saw, and we'll have a chance to maybe ask him, probably not until the spring, we'll ask him, what did you see in Spencer Sanders that maybe you didn't see in the progression of Jackson Dart? You know, Mike Gundy did a great job, has always really did a really good job on uh, offensively and, you know, racking up a lot of numbers. He He's done a great job developing quarterbacks. So I don't think there's any doubt that Sanders will come in ready to play. I think the question that I'm asking is the same question, Jeremy, you're asking me. What did he see in Sanders that he does not see at the progression of Jackson Dark going forward? And that's something I don't know. So from our perspective, Brad, um, this year, and it's it's an incomplete picture because of injury issues. Um, and I would even say even when he was in there, it would still be an incomplete picture because of even more injury issues. This was a wild year for Oklahoma State in terms of of injuries. Um, But what we did see out of Spencer this year is he did not have as many of those YOLO moments um, that he became famous for where – 
Um, maybe it was a little bit too much confidence in what he was doing, but it, it just seemed like he would have one or two of those moments in a game where you looked at the person next to you and said, what is he doing? What is he thinking? What did he see there? He started to limit those a little bit, and he became a much more polished passer uh, in terms of accuracy and taking better care of the football this year than I think he has it at, at any other time. And I thought yesterday after I went home and I was thinking about this, I know Spencer has dreams of playing at the next level. I can't think of a of a better guy under tutelage to go and learn from from under Lane. A lot like we saw with Jalen Hurts when he left Bama and came to Oklahoma to, le- to work with Lincoln Riley. Um, and I'm not comparing the two, but I, I think it's a, probably an important next step for, for Spencer. And I'm sure Lane probably saw some stuff in his game, too, that said, you know what? I can probably even help you improve on that on that element. Yeah, and it, there's so much that goes into those interceptions. How was the offensive line play? Did he get, uh, get good chip blocks from his running backs? How uh, was the receivers? Did they help him out with a tip ball? So I think you can look at it a lot of different ways. I'm, I'm excited to go and look at some film on him to see – Number one, how last year transpired and also how that's going to translate with what Ole Miss has coming back both on the offensive front and, of course, coming back at wide receiver, the key component there uh, for Spencer Sanders. So I think more than anything, Jeremy, we're just kind of interested like you and and everybody else in college football is this kind of came out of left field, so to speak. We understood that Spencer Sanders was an option for Ole Miss, but we felt like once Walker Howard – had committed to Ole Miss and, and eventually would be the number two, that we felt like Spencer Sanders may kind of go along the way. But obviously behind the scenes there was a lot of communication, and Lane Kiffin and his staff felt like that Spencer Sanders would be a great compliment to Jackson Dart. And as I've gone through this and the more people I've talked to, this is not something to where he's going to be in the wings in case Jackson Dart gets hurt. This is a situation where this is going to be an open competition heading in to fall camp, which makes our jobs really interesting and makes the Ole Miss fans probably very excited. I am a little bit surprised they have gone all in with two other quarterbacks uh, that are not going to come in behind Jackson Dart, and this is going to be an open competition. But once again, this is a brand-new day. Jeremy, as you know, covering college football, the NIL era has completely turned everything upside down. And uh, I think this is just a byproduct of what we've seen covering this game that we love so much. Well, it's got to be exciting for you and for Ole Miss fans because here is an institution that has kind of pushed all their chips in, right, with the with the football program. you you The whole debacle towards the end of the year about where, is Lane going or is Lane staying, he stays there. Uh, now what you've had with the quarterbacks, you get a new defensive coordinator that comes in. I mean, this is a – they're not letting any moss, right, grow underneath their feet. They're they're continuing to move forward and, and wanting and showing that, hey, we're, we're not just going to stay here and be an also-ran in the conference. We're – we're trying to be the best that we can. Yeah, and you know, the Grove Collective, uh, which is the NIL governing body outside the university that kind of oversees the finances for the NIL, is very vibrant. They're very open that says that we're ready to have a winning product. Uh, to, to folks that don't understand about Ole Miss, obviously it's a program that won the national championship in baseball, uh, but this is a football program. I mean, this this is a football athletic department to where – Everyone has seen that the you know the, the numbers were released for Lane Kiffin's contract. It was anywhere from eight to nine million dollars a year. So they're ready to step up to the plate. And like you said, losing four out of the last five or whatever five of the last six, whatever the numbers were, they were very very poor at the end of the year. And that reflects on the head coach. And uh, there were wholesale changes. 
in that uh, in that room with coaching staff. There have been wholesale changes with player personnel, and it appears what we've learned today: wholesale changes at quarterback. So next year should be uh, interesting, if anything else, uh, with the Ole Miss football program for sure. Uh, if I could point you in the right direction for someone that would be really good uh, in the near future, Brad, for learning uh, just how far that Spencer has come, uh, if you have any way of getting in touch with Tim Rattay, who's the quarterback's coach, uh, the former texter, uh, former uh, Washington and uh, San Francisco quarterback, check in with him right. because he's been instrumental in his development over the last year or so, year or two. Uh, and he would be able to tell you a lot uh, about just how far that he's come. So just in the future, just keep that in the back of your head. It would be uh, it would be a, a very good resource for you and for people to understand there in Ole Miss how much better Spencer is now than what he has been in the past. But this entire thing is fascinating, Brad. It's I, I'm so thankful we were able to get you on. Thank you for a quick hit this afternoon explaining a little bit more because – you said it. Spencer's not going there just to be the backup. He's going there to be the starting quarterback at Ole Miss. Anytime, Jeremy. Enjoy. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. That's uh, Brad Logan joining us here on the Blitz 1170 via our hotline. Sponsored by Insert Your Business Here. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.